um Noah, the the internet I have here is really sucky because my pilot buddy who owns the Southern Command, of which I get to maintain it and stay here for free, um, he just got the world's shittiest internet. And uh, so I got to make sure there's no video. All I can do is really audio uh, to make sure the integrity of the podcast and recording uh, maintains itself. So that's the only reason I don't have the camera on. He's got the world's cheapest internet here. Well, they'll just be forced to look at my finely sculpted uh, mug, perhaps for a little while. You, uh, you look disheveled. You weren't joking about taking a day off. <laughs> <laughs> look at you, man. You're, on, yeah. So you have you have taken a day or two off yourself. Well, here's the thing. I got up this morning. I went to the gym. Things were going fine. Then I hear that we're going to get eight inches of snow. It's already started. Oh, like, it's already uh, going now. So uh, I'm like, I don't have to meet any clients. Everything I'm doing is uh, going to be electronic or over the phone. So why the fuck would I go to my office and go out in this and, and if I don't have to? Isn't that the point of self-employment? You know, It is, but as we are talking about before, I don't know why I feel such disgust with myself. Because like you, I had every legitimate reason. Uh, for the listeners who don't know me and Chad, we're talking uh, beforehand on the phone. And for, because today is Friday, uh, and then Wednesday and Thursday, I just stayed in and played video games, which I rarely do. I, I just had two days of fuck off, not do anything. And the weather in Vegas was miserable. It was like 38 and raining the entire time. Uh, a lot of, uh, a little bit of flash floods because there was that much rain in the desert. And it was actually kind of cool because um, these washes, which only intermittently have water flowing through them after rainstorms, were actually flowing with water. It was actually very pretty. But there was just no damn good reason, such as yourself right now, to go outside. And I, I decided, ah, I'm going to play Borderlands 2. And then, uh, like you, or maybe not, maybe I'm just assuming, uh, it was like when you were a kid and you'd fake being sick so you didn't have to go to school because school sucked. And then you'd watch the morning cartoons, and then maybe there'd be Hogan's Heroes. And then once The Price is Right came on, then you had that utter disgust with yourself because you're still in your pajamas. And uh, then you watch, there's like daytime TV on, and it was. And yesterday, I had played since oh nine a.m. to ten p.m. playing the video video game. I still didn't even beat the damn game, and I was still in my pajamas. So I'm like, "Yep, um, I I'm officially filth. I need to get out." So today was the uh, the salvation where I went and hiked and uh, kind of made up for it. But it, I was a disgusting slob yesterday. That was a little bit what I was like today, because once I got home from working out, I all I did was, I was like, okay, I got some emails, I don't want to deal with them. There's this show called Botched, where they deal with people who want plastic surgery because their previous attempts at it were, you know, botched. So I sunk myself to the level of watching some of that. You watched that? Yeah, I was like, I need some junk food. This is kind of a long week, work-wise, so I was like... I need some junk food for my mind, like something that's really going to make me feel like a pathetic piece of shit. So I went ahead and did it, and here I am. Wow. How can you even watch that, man? Botched? Really? Really? 
there is a there's there are people in this country that just live drastically different lives that you cannot even imagine. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> well, it's, it's the majority of people. I know the majority of people. I don't know how they live with themselves. Like if you're watching Good Morning America, you you, you ought to be dragged down the street and shot. You're just a, a you're a worthless human being. You're certainly not an American. You're certainly not a contributing member to society. You should just be dragged out in the sh- and and uh, who was I talking to? Uh, I was on another podcast I did. Maybe it was Masculine Geek. We we're talking about how uh, Days of Our Lives is on their fifty fifth season. Really? Yeah. And it's like how many how many trillions of women's and, and maybe even some men's lives, trillions of hours of human lives were wasted watching that filth. Over the 55. past five, 55, over half a century. Wow. Yeah. And it's still going, you know, like what, what the fuck? What do, is there a permutation of somebody backstabbing or cheating on? I mean, they have got to have ran through all of it. Like every possible permutation of fuckery and backstabbery has had to be done on that show. What, what are they got to go? What, what's left on them? I mean, what I'm more fascinated about is, how do they keep it going in terms of continuity? Like, are we now dealing with the original characters, like grandchildren and the drama that they're going through? You know, got to <laughs> be. Yeah. No, I, it's well, think about that. I, I remember my babysitter, uh, Ginny, uh, she'd watch that. And even at three years old, I knew something was wrong. Like it was the devil's work. Like something was evil about that. Um, yeah, I, I guess they got a, I don't know. Anybody in the chat room might know, but, uh, they got to be on the grandchildren. I mean, what else would you do? What what else could the story possibly be about? They're all about these uh, legacies and dynasties. Heck, there was even a movie or a show called Dynasty. Uh, but yeah, Days of Our Lives got it renewed for a 55th season. My grandmother used to watch that when I was like seven, eight years old. And she was, God, 80 or something at the time. So I can't imagine. You're right. How many trillions of people have watched this and wasted their time doing it? Well, yeah, I, and I understand, okay. Uh, technology made it. So housekeeping was kind of minimal. Like, okay, you got a vacuum. Maybe you got to do the dishes, but what, what compelled women to watch that shit back? Because now it's dying out. I think uh, days of our lives is the last one of those uh, anchor type of uh, soap operas. I think it's the last one. Every, all of them all have been canceled uh, because people are now going to the internet and God almighty, at least this attempt, but it's kind of, it's kind of a blemish on the world war two generation of women and baby boomer women who, who actually watched it. Cause I remember like now my babies are Ginny. God bless her. She's still alive. She still watches it. You know, like what, did you not have these aren't stupid people either, but did you not have something better to do with your time than watch uh, days of our lives? I mean, you go walk, go knit, go anything. God almighty, just to get out of the damn house. I guess when there was no internet, you know, there was uh, less of a reason for people to find other things to do, but you would think that yeah, like knitting, reading, cooking, anything but watching that shit. Somebody actually had a great point in the chat here. Somebody said yeah. it's being replaced by reality TV. And that's what housewives are watching now, like the real housewives of yeah. that, you know, those cities. So Yeah, I just I um I didn't even watch the TV. I just got disgusted 
playing a video game and the GF was like, and she's the anchor of reason because she, you know, you and me were with the Gatling gun just constantly going, you know, trying to keep life at bay. And she's like, you know, it's all right if you take two days, a day and a half off, day and a half off just binging on video games. And uh, yes, logically that is true. But man, did I feel disgusted with myself when I realized it was 10 p.m. and all I had done was play video games. And, and I was just like, oh, this is, t- t- well, life is too short for it. Well, can I ask you this? Because this is my hmm. trick. If I'm going to be a really waste of a human life like I was today, did you at least make it out to the gym one of those days? Or did you do something physical? No, no. This was, this was a day and a half. What was it? It was Wednesday night. I had uh, Wednesday day. I had I had done a bunch of work and um, taxes and things like that. But Wednesday night into Thursday night, basically a twenty four hour period. I just played video games and slept. And that, that's um, fine for twenty four hours. That's fine. I know, I know, and and I know I'm wrong here for the average person. That would be acceptable. I'm trying to figure out how these guys conquer these video games because. Borderlands 2, great game, don't get me wrong, but I, I threw everything into it, and I'm still not anywhere near conquering the damn thing. I'm like, how do you guys play like Skyrim and all these other games, and you kind of, these guys have got to be, like, I don't even know, I, I can't even fathom to imagine, to begin to theorize what it would potentially be like to be one of these millennials or soy boys or basement dwellers where all you do is you play these video games because they take at least a week of solid work to defeat. No, that's and, not uh, like they're out there trying to get laid. You know, they're probably just sitting there. That's their escape since they can't do anything else. If I had to guess, the experts at these things. Right, right. But but they're not escaping. <laughs> that's their life. That's not their escape. That's their realism. And uh, I, had, I had played solid. Uh, I didn't even go out to get food. I just ate food that was in the fridge. Didn't even leave. I was a total slob, wore my pajamas, didn't take a shower. Oh, I was filthy, just just horrible. And I like, I don't think I'm ever gonna do that again. Cause it just I I, I felt bad. I couldn't live with myself. It's all right to do it once in a while, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah last last time I did that maybe was twelve or fifteen years ago when I was living in my place in Minneapolis. Man, and it was uh, Call of Duty when the original Call of Duty or not Call of Duty, Medal of Honor. Came out um, front, not frontline. The really good one where in Arnheim. Not that you're a big video game player, but that's the last time I think. I, but that was I was squarely in my young thirties at that time, and uh, just today I was like, nope. Went for a hike, uh, got some food, got some work done, did some asshole consulting. But yeah, it was. I'm not. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again because I just, I just, it, it threw me way off uh, more than normal. Well, I mean, take what's going to happen here tonight, really. Have you ever been stuck in like a terrible, I mean, that's not what we're going to get, like a blizzard, but has there ever been a situation where you can't really do anything but stay at home, right? Yeah, but even then I would would normally get out and go for a run uh, or go because the town I live in in the WBL has like a ton of bars and restaurants within walking distance. So it's not like I got a haul a lot of distance. Um, I, I mean, you're aware of this, but my personality is one where I can't sit and stay in oh, uh, yeah. too long. So I'll, I'll, I'll get out and I'll go do something. Uh, but no, that even, even when there has been like, Oh, there's a blizzard, then there has been blizzards, but heck, I mean, 
when you were a kid, you'd have snow days. Little kids would go out and build forts. I remember as a kid, if it didn't, if it was blizzarding, that meant more sledding. You know, that meant the hills were in great condition. Let's go. Um, so the the I've never been really pigeonholed in to the point where I'm like, well, there's no point in going outside. A lot of it also has to do with I'm just by myself. Like the GF ain't here. It's like there's times where we're like we'll just binge on Mission Impossible or uh, Firefly. Yeah. And uh and that's fine. That's nice. But there's another person there. This was just I wasted an entire day of labor and uh felt really shitty about it. So uh not that I'm gonna go and repent my sins, there was nothing wrong with it, but that's I just yeah, I learned a little bit about myself. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this ever again. Never, never again. Oh well, for what it's worth, I would have done a uh, live stream with you yesterday because I got done with everything early. So I was like, maybe Clary will want to do one. No, I was I was too busy shooting war loaders and all these robots in a video game, which I should have I should have like come out of my I could see where these guys get mental illnesses. If this is your life for a decade, oh my god, I don't know what that does to the human brain. Um, that is, I, I can see where I get a lot of asshole consulting clients where they're like, I can't be social, and to me, it's a foreign concept. Like, how can't you be social? You just go out, you just hang out, and you talk to people. But these people, if that's all they do, day in, day out, and just play video games, oh my god, yeah, I can see where you actually, your brain is not physically capable of of being social with other people. God, it's weird. I feel like I never felt like I was capable of getting into video games. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else, but I just mm-hmm. never, I kind of wish I had because so many people like them and play them, but I never really got into them. Well, they're so, fun. What, you never played video games when you were a kid? Just Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And then mm-hmm. after that, really nothing. And it wasn't for lack of trying, but you know, when you're in East Africa, there's not a whole lot available to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. No, I'll tell you this. You probably had a way better life experience hanging out in a foreign country and not having that. I remember the 70s and the 80s, and you were forced to go out and play. And we did have video games in the 80s, but even then you were just like, I got to get out and go do something. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of surprised that, yeah, that there's a lot to be said of video games. There's That's the culture now. Just like classic books and classic movies, now it's classic video games. Like, oh, do you remember playing Castlevania? Did you play Castlevania on the NES? I played Castlevania 2. That was my favorite one, although I've heard yeah. Castlevania is better. Well, nowadays, who knows? I'd... Yeah. I... <laughs> the games are getting so over-programmed and graphics and standard that I I can't. Um, I'm really happy with the Xbox 360 that I got. I just saved it, and there's some solid games for that, and now I just buy them for 4 or $5 used over at the local game store. But I'm not doing any of this downloading shit. I'm not doing any of this, oh, your your Sony PlayStation 4 needs, a, needs an update. I beat the shit on my PlayStation 4 with an axe because I had gotten so pissed off at all the updates it had. It was like having a PC. Um, did you do a video on that? I thought I, I remembered. Did. Yeah, yeah, I just okay. beat the shit out of it. It was great. It was, it was the best $400 I ever spent. It was, and people were shocked I did it. I'm like, no, it, it, the whole point of getting a console game, not a PC game, a console game is I get the, I get the video, uh, the, the CD, I put it in, I can play it. Well, what all these companies are now doing is okay. We're gonna we're we're rushing to release. We're rushing to le- release, and so they'll release these video games with the CDs. But there'll be flaws or there'll be bugs, and then you have to update it. 
And so now all of them, oh, you got to set up a username and a password. You got to do this. You got to do that. And uh, it's just like having a PC. It's like if I want to play a PC game, I'll go get a PC game. Uh, so it 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 makes these consoles today. I don't think I'll ever get a console again because they're moot. It's bit, You have to update. You have to download. You have to get this patch. It's like in the olden days, we had cartridges. You plug it in, and guess what? The game fucking worked. It was completed. It was whole. Now it's it's uh, yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to go beyond the Xbox 360. So uh, I have a question for you, and this demonstrates my ignorance about all of this. The, what the games that you were playing on? Um, I guess it was Wednesday and Thursday. Did you have the opportunity to plug in and play with other people? Uh, I did if I wanted to. <clears throat> I could go online. I think there's a an MMO. Massive multimedia online RPG. What's RPG? Reality playing game. Role playing game or role something. Role playing game. Role playing yeah. game. I'm I'm sure I could have, but I don't. Um, I did not know. Uh, well, then here then, up to the internet. The, then here's the more important question: If you had been able to do that, and if you had done that, would it have made you feel less bad because you were sort of playing with other people instead of a computer? It's Probably yes, because here's the, it's like doing this. Like, yes, you and I are having a conversation and I've talked to other people online, but it ain't the same thing as meetup space. Right. Like in, in the real world, it's it's not the same. So yes, it's better. Like digital conversation is better, but uh, there's something about the human psyche where you need to be hanging out with people. So yes, it probably would have made me feel better uh, if I was playing online with other people. but. Um, yeah, it's it's not the same. Then then I usually go to the cigar lounge or the coffee shop just to hang out with people. People I don't even know. I just talk to you know, like hang out and. Um, but yeah, you you need to. It's not a substitute for actual in human physical contact. It's it's not a substitute. Just like porn is not a substitute for you know what, huh? Outstanding observation. Ah. Yes, very 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 much the same. It's um, and it's kind of sad because. I'll go on meetup groups and I'm thinking about going to like the Henderson Rotary Club just to, cause I'm too old. I'm too old to go to like these, the, Hey, the swinging singles, Las Vegas, twenties and thirties crowd. And, and all these meetup groups are kind of lame. And you know, the yoga, the hot yoga, you know, not, so I'm going to go to like the Rotary Club maybe, but yeah, you gotta, it was, uh, it was not good. It was not good. I, I, I definitely tonight I'll probably go and hang out with some actual, people because i have to but yeah digital is not a, a replacement for a physical indeed um do you want to do uh, some asshole consulting or are you uh yeah we can i mean we're not very very quiet in the uh chat right now so we could probably knock out some things if you got any it's, good ones it's one of those days where um it's it there's just not that um I don't know people aren't out there. Let me take a look. Let me see if I got people on asshole consulting. I saw uh, you did some videos did. earlier. Yeah, yeah, I did that earlier before. Uh, this is a video. Maybe maybe we won't have a lot of maybe we won't have any. Maybe this will be the world's shortest asshole consulting or asshole consulting clary podcast ever. Uh oh, Nick, Nick Schulander Nick Schulander sent in something. Uh, and he wanted to pay. I'm like, nah, I don't pay. You've you've sent enough uh, super chat donations, but he well, writes this letter. 
Uh, hey, Cappy, this is a video request, but you can sure use it in your next podcast if you want. Please read the following story. I thought it'd be useful to the younger viewers as a prime example of what not to do with their lives. Over Christmas break, I went to visit my mom's side of the family, including my 90-year-old great-grandma and someone who I'll call Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse is the very definition of a worthless, parasitic human being, and you'll soon see why. Growing up, Uncle Jesse was essentially spoiled by great-grandma and great-grandpa and that they paid for him to go to private school and pretty much everything else in his life. He never had to work while in high school either. I did. Did you work in high school? I did a little bit, but I, I just don't know in the, even a thing. I mean, only in the summers when we were back in the U.S. I couldn't work where we were living. It was kind of impossible. Oh, so. you needed like a work visa or something? or Well, it, just, it wasn't really safe to take uh, any jobs there. Yeah. I love how they all think that Western civilization sucks and everything else is equal to it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's it's too dangerous to work in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, when Jesse told great grandpa he wanted to become a pilot just like him, he paid for him to go to pilot school too. He never finished it though because right as he was about to take a certification test, he decided to drop out simply because he didn't like his instructor because he was a homosexual. As far as I know, he's never made an effort to get a real job since then, and that was almost 20 years ago. Well, I'm trying to figure out Uncle Jesse would be the – this is Nick's great-grandmother. So Uncle Jesse would be the grandson? It's got to be the grandson, yes, because if he's an uncle, it'll only be one generation up. Uh, Yeah. Great. It's like he's our, he's our age. Uncle Jesse is basically our age, maybe a little bit. He's squarely Gen X. Oh, he's got to be older than that. You think? I think All so. Right. Well, yeah. It doesn't really matter. All right. Uh, after that, he married his high school sweetheart, moved in with great grandparents, who I'm pretty sure paid for the wedding. They promised him. They promised my great grandparents they wouldn't have any kids until they had some money coming in. They ended up breaking that promise within a few weeks. They had twins. Important to note here that Uncle Jesse and his wife were both raised Catholic, which means they don't believe in abortion or using any form of birth control. As if twins weren't bad enough, they just kept having kids. And that whole time, Uncle Jesse still didn't bother getting a job other than selling some video games here and there. I swear to God, I'm not making any of this up. I'm glad Nick sent this because it's, it's I'm just glad I'm not him. Uh, you ready for this? Today, Uncle Jesse is about 40 years old. Yeah, see, he is our age. Well, he's oh, in between wow. Us. Yeah. And, he's and he and his wife still are living rent-free with my great-grandmother. So, yeah, this is his – this is Nick's great-grandmother and Uncle Jesse's grandma. This would be like my – this would be like me living with my great-grandma now, which repulses me. Great-grandma or grandma? Well, for but him it would be – no, you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You should be living off of a 90-year-old woman is, uh, right. is the main deal. Uh, in my great-grandma's house, along with their six kids, his mom and his aunt, and my 90-year-old great-grandma, whose health is suffering as a result of not getting proper care. I shouldn't laugh, but the grandma and the grand, the great grandma and the great grandfather obviously didn't raise their children right. That's why they all live. How can, how sad is that? You got to live with your great grandma. It's pretty pathetic. I mean, if you're 40 and you have to move in, not, it's one thing if you move in with your retiring parents, but your grandma, that's just, ugh. I, uh, 
I mean, what's what's that ninety year old woman going to do? I mean, what's what's her pension like? Maybe she's getting a couple thousand bucks a month. That's it. She's on social security, and here comes Uncle Jesse with the six kids and the mom and the aunt. It just indicates to me it's. And it doesn't sound like there's any kind of caretaking role either. You know, no. like well, that's that's just bad. I it angers me because I learned early on blood is not thicker than water because family members will totally screw over their own family members. Um, and then you get the innocent family members where, you know, here's great grandma. It's like, whoa, it's my grandchild. It's like, no, he's a, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's your grandchild, but he's a piece of shit. Why, why you, and, and all these parents, especially now with a lot of the immigrant community, uh, where they expect their kids to take care of them. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not how it works here in the United States. we got this thing called Social Security. You all vote Democrat. You all vote Socialist. The government has now taken over the role of taking care of the parents in their old age. You don't, you don't expect your kids to be slaves, and that's what a lot of these communities assume their kids are going to be is they're slaves. And then these parents just fucking lord over, oh, don't you like your grandma, your mother, your father? How dare you? And they'll actually... Uh, ostracize or excommunicate their children from the family if the children don't act. And we're talking teenage kids, you know, like they're working in high school. I've had it where it's like, if you don't bring money in, you know, how dare you not help out the family? It's like, why the fuck did you have so many damn kids if, if you weren't able to take care of yourself for fuck's sake? That's a good question. By the way, Nick, Nick is in the chat. Just got oh, there. So, so how's, how's Nick doing? Is he doing well? Does he say anything? Does he say hello? Yeah, he said, what's up? Cool. I hope he's doing all right. Uh, most of these people are just living off of my grandma's money, and none of them seem to have any real plan of what to do once grandma passes away. We're going to parasite off of you, Nick. You're going to come for the youngins. To make matters worse, Jesse decided not to pay taxes on money he made selling video games over the years, and now the IRS is on. He's like, hey, Chad, if I'm a cute girl with big tits and I make my money through PayPal, do I have to pay taxes? Well, according to the Great Thought Audit of November 2018, the answer is a big maybe. <laughs> a big wait, really? No, no, no. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm sure I told you about this. Yeah, all these people online were like all these bitter dudes. They're like, oh, I'm going to report them to the IRS. But the problem is the IRS really doesn't care that much because they're considered small potatoes. So they can get away with it. They're required by law to do it, but they uh -huh. can get away with it. Right, I, but okay. So what? You got to make over a hundred thousand before the IRS starts paying attention, or what? God, I mean, you're still at a one point one percent chance of getting audited at really thousand. Yeah, dude, no they kidding. got no staff. They got no staff, and this shutdown's making it worse. But we digress. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, I I think this is very relevant. I, I people should pay their fucking taxes. Pisses me off. I fucking pay mine. You know, I try and lower them as much as possible, but it just kind of pisses me off. There's a gal. I was listening to the Beckloff, and I, I wish I had written down the name of this gal. So you know how Patreon works, right? You get patrons and all that, and uh, they, yeah. they make a monthly bill. Okay, so I'm I'm happy. I'm ecstatic. I got like $117 a month coming in. You know, that's like my cell it's phone your, bill. It's your internet bill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like, this is great. Uh, enough of you schmoes out there thought I was worthwhile to give me money for free. Like, I don't, I don't even give you anything in return. You guys actually donated $117 a month. I think that's great. Do you know what this girl who is basically just this, uh, basically a webcam whore, do you know what she has for a monthly, monthly Patreon payment? 
So I was just reading about this on the Rouge V forum today. Isn't it oh. over? Isn't it over? Like it's over a hundred k, isn't it? A hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. Hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. Hundred fifty four. She's a millionaire. She's a yeah. For showing her tits. I think she's got like pink hair or something like that. That's what. Back yeah, I'm looking at about. her picture now. She isn't even anything that special. That's what, what I'm, um, I'm so confused about. What, what, what's her name? Hang on. Let me look her up. Her name is Belle Delphine or Delphine. Look at here. Belle Delphine Kirshner pops right up. There's a Belle LaBelle or something like that. She's uh, uh, She dresses 1950s style. It's one of the few Instagram models I follow. I think the only Instagram model I follow, actually. Um, and she posts like very classical 1950s type of things. Uh, Belle, well, the, this one, this one has 2.2 million Instagram followers. 2.2 okay. million. God. Uh, this is pretty ugly little liar net snowflakes. I'm going to look at uh, this. They got a bunch oh. of. Now this isn't it. Hang on, let me go with uh, Patreon. Belle Delphine. I'm Belle looking Delphine. at her Instagram. Yes, I'm 18 years or older. Yeah, there's the pink hair. She's got her little fucking cat ears on. How's this worth 2.2 million followers? It's weird to me. Because she's just it, well, but that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I don't need to. It's it's my internet sucks so much. It's taking forever to load up. I. Uh, she should be paying million. taxes, right? Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, hey, look at my tits. Uh, yeah, lady, maybe you ought to fork over 40%. Th- this is an example of uh, somebody who will have to pay taxes no matter <laughs> what. I assure you, the IRS knows who this person is. Got after her? Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, she she's probably being legit about it if she's going through Patreon. So Yeah, I'm sure if you're making six figures per month, uh, you probably hire a good accountant. Uh, and that's uh, take it care of. But uh, no, I was just happy to have $117 a month. And then here's this gal who just showed, I don't ever want to hear women complain about how bad they got it. All you got to do is go to the fucking gym, stay thin, show some titties on the internet, and you basically will make the household median income, right? I mean, all you got to do is just, Flirt and be cute and be nice and show your boobies on the internet or or go webcam whore. I mean, guys don't have that option. We, I can't. I can't just show my dick on the internet and make a hundred thousand dollars. That's not. There isn't that demand for it. But girls have it through female beauty. Yeah, it looks like it. Damn. Um, speaking of female beauty. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. It's actually from Bacon Maldito. Oh, okay, buddy. good. I, I like bacon. For $2.53. And I have a couple of thoughts on this, but I want you to answer first. What are your thoughts on chicks doing that 2009 versus 2019 challenge on Facebook? Do you know what that is? Have you seen that? Uh, only because like the Gillette story was forced in my face. I saw other people doing it on the Facebook. I'm like, what the heck? And then I got a meme where it was Osama bin Laden in 2009 versus 2019. And he's just a corpse underwater. Yeah. Which was funny. (laughs) Yeah. I, I didn't um, No, I saw a couple people, but I didn't, I didn't really. Why is is it? uh, Is that the rage now amongst the kids or what? 
It was this past week where people were showing photos of themselves in 20, 2009 versus today because they the challenge was how has aging affected you in the last 10 years? And I have a couple of, con- well, I really have one conspiracy theory about this. Okay. Well, I, I think it's. I was going to say, I know I've aged worse. Uh, I was getting better and better. And then like uh, the past year, I've just gone to pot. Um, not Not by any. You know, I work out and I diet and all that, but I've gotten a lot more gray hair. Um, I'm starting to age in the face. Um, yeah, so but I, that's, I know. that's not bad. That's just out of your control because you're you're controlling the things that you can control. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. totally out of my control. I'm just saying like I was getting better looking, better looking, and I had that like touch of gray and things were looking good. And now I look, I'm like, boy, do I look haggard. I look very haggard. So that uh, silver fox... Race Bannon, uh, Mr. Phelps, uh, what's his name? Jim Graves or Peter Graves from Michigan. Oh, Peter Impossible. Graves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Peter Graves. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull off that silver fox mane of hair. I don't, unfortunately, I don't think I'll age gracefully because the past year really has. I was like, whoa, wow, I, I kind of look like shit. So, um, but I, I, I look better, I'd say, than I did when I was 33, uh, only because I've worked out more. Um, but yeah, I mean, age will take its toll no matter what, no doubt about that. So somebody summed up my thoughts about this perfectly in the chat. DD star said that challenge is for data, data collection to train a machine, how to learn how to age humans. I think it's for facial recognition software. Really? Yeah. It's, I think somebody planted something there to make it easier for either social media companies or maybe even the government to, to do the facial recognition. (laughs) Aren't, but aren't here's the problem. Um, you know our our good friend Mary Jo, right? Yeah, yeah, and we love her to death. There's no doubt, even though she's a no good, dirty communist Mexican. Um, <laughs> she was. I, I was amazed at the filters they have now on these phones, where you could take a picture of yourself and you can wipe away 15 years. Uh, it smooths out your skin and all this other stuff. Uh, we know a bunch of different people who Photoshop their photos before they put them on the Facebook or the Twittergram. Uh, I, 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 so I'm kind of wondering, given the amount of editing that is done to be, you know, you put the, oh, look, the little cat eyes or the cat face, which I don't understand at all. Uh, and, th- and guess- that's, I don't know. That's going to, that would thwart the, the aging or, and just- or face recognition software, wouldn't it? Just as a quick aside, guess where women are using the that application for a lot of their photos nowadays? Oh, oh, Instagram, not Instagram. What's the dating app? Um, Tinder and Tinder. all that other stuff. Yeah, right. Well, who was I talking to? Was it wasn't Terrence Pop? I wasn't talking to him. There was somebody I was talking to who he he had gone on Tinder and he's saying like none of these women look like their Tinder profiles. And it's it's two observations. One, why would you edit your your Tinder pictures uh, to make you look younger? Why why would you even bother with that? And then two, why are you being intellectually dishonest? What makes you think the guy is going to want to go out with you when he realizes you're three hundred pounds? Like you're going to hide that? Like you could Photoshop that in real life? There's the short sightedness of a lot of these women and men as well. Yeah, dudes they, do it too. Yeah, where they where you edit it and you you throw, or how dare you throw up a picture that's twenty years old or ten years old? What, what people aren't going to figure that out? What 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 happens? You know, this is like when you were a four year old kid and you tell a lie at school 
and it would get you free or get you out of trouble from the teacher. But once the teacher and the parents compared notes later on that day, you know, you'd be in trouble. I don't know exactly what the logic was there. It's not too brilliant where uh, this lie will, will postpone the inevitable for six hours. <laughs> and with, with women, it'd be the same thing. Why are you posting slim down figures, Photoshop? Just post your goddamn or... I don't know, Chad. Tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe they could go to the gym, or is that just crazy about me? Oh, are you insane, dude? That requires effort and discipline. Quit talking that nonsense. God almighty. I... Well, I think they do it because they figure, one, they like the attention. They'll take any attention they can get. And look, I'll make this gender neutral. Dudes mm -hmm. like to do it, too. And um, two, they figure they can bait and switch you into meeting them and then their personality will win you over but that it doesn't work that way because then, you you're so pissed off that you were misled on the physical realm of things the rest doesn't matter the complete cluelessness of women not only are they not told this but they're told it's wrong but the complete cluelessness about male sexuality that the number one thing Although it's not the only vital thing, this is one of four vital things, you know, like a car needs wheels, a car needs an engine, a car needs a steering wheel. Um, you know, women just think, well, I have a great personality. It's like, good, you got an engine, but you ain't got no wheels. Like there are four major things that need to happen before a guy dates you. But the first one, and this is not shallow, the only reason it's the first one is what well, not only is it required, but it's immediately visually identifiable is you have to be physically attractive. And I don't know why. You know, talk about our, our grandmas and, and older women that have wasted trillions of hours of lives watching soap operas in the past. How many billions of hours of lives have been wasted where women put together this fake profile that's with pictures of 15 years or older? And it's it's half the time when these guys go on the date, they meet them, they're like, what the fuck? You don't look anything like this. Why are you wasting our time? Not only my time, but your time as well. I have an interesting anecdote for you. It's more, it's actually sad. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I, I dated the same girl who you liked so much uh, for three years. Welcome schmuckums. I love her. <laughs> schmuckums. Um, so I remember before I met her, so we're talking like 2014 or whatever, mm. you'd see, you'd see women on these, uh, either the websites or the apps, whatever it was, you would see them and you would recognize them. And so when I broke up with her, this was last year, you know, around tax season last year, actually, I go back on some of these apps just out of curiosity and guess who's there still active with the exact same pictures from three or four years prior. They had the no exact kidding. same photos. Yeah, it's, it's insane. But this isn't Cuddlewookums. This is somebody else. Oh, yeah. These are other people who I remember seeing on these apps, but they haven't changed. Not a single picture was changed on some of them. And, you know, these apps tell you when they're active. So it's not like they kept it up there and forgot to take mm -hmm. it down. They're literally using the apps and talking to guys with pictures that are a minimum three years old and probably way older than that. It's, it's, it's scary. It's lying. It's what I would never... Yeah. Because I know the girl's going to inevitably see me. Like, I would never lie about my height. I would never lie about my looks. I would never lie. I wouldn't lie. You're Because then you're wasting your time. And right. I, I have never, that's the one thing is I never did online dating. I did the speed dating right before I met the GF, uh, which was a laughable waste of time because there's fractional reserve girling going on there. 
Um, did I ever tell you about that? The speed the dating? Speed dating and how like 80% of the women there are already spoken for or have husbands. Actually, I heard, the- yeah, you talked about this. It was like they needed women because there was like a shortfall of them. So There's they were a shortfall just- women, right. So to get yeah. men in to pay for the thing, they'd bring in a bunch of women. So a lot of these gals were either spoken for or the way they weren't looking. Um, but I would never on a dating profile lie. I, I'd have recent pictures. I don't know if I'd have a, a picture more than six months old. I mean, certainly I try and make it look my best, but I'm not going to Photoshop it. I'm not going to like do the, the zoom in if I was fat. So you only see my face and you don't see the, my body. I mean, it, it's just kind of like, why are you waiting? And what are they hoping for? What do they think the guy's going to like, Oh my God, her presence is just so amazing. I'll, I'll ignore the fact she's three bills. That's what they're hoping for. And you know what else? Some of them, I have a couple of female friends and clients that have talked to me about this. Some of them are just plain lazy. Like they keep the same pictures there because they're seriously too lazy to take new ones or find other ones. So they're just like, yeah, they worked before. Women are too lazy to take pictures? Wait a minute. The selfie generation? They're too lazy to update the, the... the dating profiles oh. on these apps. So there, so one of my clients was like, yeah, this worked for me back in 2013. I might as well just leave it up. And I'm like, yeah, but you look totally different. I didn't, I was very, I was very polite about you're, this. But I'm you're like, a good you accountant. Yeah. I'm like, you're fatter now. You know, your hair is different. I was like, you just look a little different now. Don't you think you should let people see what you actually look like now. It's like, oh, no, no, because I'll meet him and they can see. This is the logic. This That's is the logic. They're... No, no, yeah. no. They'll meet him and I'll see. Or they'll see, yeah. Wow. They'll see what? How much larger she is. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's a criticism of all people. I mean, and I, this isn't to pick on women. We're only talking about because, as we said, men do this as well. Yeah, dudes do this too. Gender dudes neutral. Just do this too. And then the 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 amount that people lie to themselves because they want to avoid work is just amazing. Like, oh, I'm going to major in easy shit. Well, no, don't worry. I'll be one of the lucky ones, and I'll actually land a job as the mayor of Minneapolis. You know, or I I, I don't have to hit the gym. This guy will like me for my personality. It never works out. When has it ever worked out? Certainly nothing I've ever been a part of. I've had people, you know, last year lie about their appearances, and I I basically just walked out. I mean, I was polite about it, but yeah. <laughs> what else can you do? Time is valuable. Well, it, and it is, and it just it kind of, God, I don't know what I would do. I, it, I'll tell you this. It makes me happy. I'm not dating anymore. I, you know, there's always, hey, look at that. And then, and then I hear this shit, and it's like, God almighty, this really and these aren't people like when you're going out on dates you're not going out with little 19 20 year old teeny boppers we're talking full-grown adult women right girls in their 30s are still lying about this shit oh yeah there's girls in their 40s they're lying about their age (laughs) see then they know they know what men want but they won't deliver it The, the 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 god my laziness dominates laziness is the slave owner it controls everything about people and it makes them their bitch and they just they are a slave to laziness and these girls and guys would do themselves a great service and spend less calories of energy if they just went to the fucking gym and dieted right than if they spent all this time because think about it the time and effort and energy you got to go down to a date that's two three hours why don't you just go to the gym 
Why don't you just not eat shit? Because, dude, that would interfere with watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know, um, what else do women do? I don't even I don't know. know. Uh, <laughs> uh, they watch. Uh, this Buffy Buffy the Vampire Slayer ain't on anymore. That's that's probably in reruns by now. It's twenty years old. I was gonna say that one left us in the early two thousands. I think. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I it's it's um. As an economist, as a mere logician, you know, just logic, why would you lead off with lies? You know, I don't, I, I don't lie to, oh, yeah, I make a quarter million dollars a year and I'm an investment banker. I, I, how would you keep that up? How would you keep that facade up? Well, in the case of dudes, they just need to trick the girl for one night and maybe they'll get, quote, what they want. Sure, that's true. I I don't know about women. Maybe women like the same thing. I don't know. Women women don't have to lie. Look, the the paradox is this. A guy can lie. You can't verify a man's income unless you get, what, Form 1065S? Is that it from the IRS? Well, just say, yeah, they're tax records. You could definitely verify it, which is what I like to do. (laughs) Women can't verify a man's income and a man can fake being rich. You can lease a vehicle. You can get fancy clothes. You can borrow debt. All the dude bros I've ever, all the rich people I've ever known, Chad, guess what they drove? Uh, Rich people. Let's see. The truly rich people. Probably like a Honda Civic or something like that, because they don't. Want, it's a more practical car than like a Maserati right. and it, Ford it, Ranger. It's better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sedan. You wouldn't know they're rich, but the guys can fake it, and women will go for it for you know for their own criticism. And let's just be real, girls. You you want the guy with the money, and I'm not criticizing you. That's what it is. Uh, but a guy can at least fake that. You girls cannot fake physical beauty. That's true. Out. Plastic surgery is really the only way, I guess. Well, and, and even then I'll argue, I'm, I'm all for plastic surgery. Go ahead, make yourself fight aging however you can. But if you're 250 pounds. You can't uh, fake that. You can't, yeah. you know, if you're 55 years old and you got wrinkles, you can't fake that. And, and the, I guess girls are at a disadvantage in this one regard where the guys can lie and, and fake it till you make it. And then, yeah, you leave the girl. Uh, you got you got what you wanted out of the deal, but you girls, if you want to find a quality guy, no guy is going to fuck you if you're ugly, and you certainly isn't going to stick a like fucking is like first base for guys, you know, in the marriage market. First base is fucking, second base is like what are we? Third base is living uh, together, living I would say, and, and yeah. fourth base uh, home run, which no guys wants anymore, is is marriage, uh, which you know maybe third base now is home plate, but. Uh, you girls can't fake that. You're not going to be able to fake it. I actually have a sli- I have a counterpoint to this, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier and things mm-hmm. I've discussed with people. There are a lot of th- uh, thirsty simps out there who will fuck anything, no matter what she looks like. And so you're right in terms of commitment. Like a woman, she has to be attractive in order to get a commitment. But as mm-hmm. far as lying goes, you know, yeah, I agree with you in a sense that they don't have to lie if they just want to get sex, even with top dudes. Because I know top dudes who go for anything, you know, these chads. Really? Yeah. And it's really disappointing because I'm like, dude, you could go out with a really good looking girl. And he's like, no, nah, that takes effort. I'll just go for low hanging fruits. And what this does is it builds up the egos of these. Of all the other gals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awful. It creates alpha widows and. Mm. 
alpha widows. You ever fuck a yeah. fat chick? I have not. I'm proud. I, well, I, I did one time, and it, she was. I I wouldn't say morbidly obese, but she. I, I won't lie. I'll I'll be honest. Um, I was drunk. She drove me. Um, uh, she was my sober cab, and. Uh, <laughs> And, and you know what? That probably, in all honest to godness, in all honest to godness, I c- probably today could claim I was raped. I I was drunk. I did not like. Now nah, I'm like, well, okay, sure, you know. But um, that was the only one, and it was like out of boredom circumstances, if anything else. I need to uh, back up on my answer for a second. I oh, guess did it de- you? It depends on what you mean by fat. Sir, I've never fucked anybody who's obese, ever. But, no, this, um, I guess this girl wasn't obese. She she stood to lose about, well, I'm a shorter guy. What was she? She was taller than me. She could have stood to lose about 30 or 40 pounds. I won't lie. She definitely could have. Well, maybe not 40. Maybe 35. 30 to 35 pounds that she would have been hot. So I, I would say overweight, maybe not fat, but certainly not fit. I would say in my case, the most was overweight by about 20 pounds, and it was mm. once or twice. So, yeah. And they, they weren't all in the boobs, huh? <laughs> they were not. What's funny about Mary Jo, she's totally overweight, but because it's all in her boobs. That's it. And hopefully she's listening now because she is rolling her eyes. And the next time <laughs> she, sees, she sees me, she'll hit me. Hey, tell uh, her to pop in the chat. We would, I'd love to have her perspective on this. She, <laughs> no, she's, oh, darn it. Fucking broads, chat. These fucking women. We're equal. The fuck you are. Jesus Christ. She doesn't have a computer. And what? I would like, I know. I would love to have Mary Jo in on a, a podcast or asshole consulting. The only time we could do asshole consulting live when we're in the same physical room because it was one camera. But she doesn't have a computer. She got her phone. And so I would love to have her on YouTube. I would love to get the female. Uh, take on things and she you know, here's that we always pick on her but she can handle her own she she can she's a tomboy of sorts she can tolerate us guy guys and give it back uh but yeah she doesn't have a computer and i'm half in my mind tempted to buy her a used computer from my buddy mail it down and i'm like here install fucking firefox install fucking uh, uh, uh google chrome and get yourself here's the twenty dollar microphone and some headphones and let's go here you know because she she but people uh, like her they like her on the show uh, okay maybe they like her boobs but they like her I'm going to assume as well you can buy computers at Target or Walmart literally for like a hundred bucks I, and they're not I even know, used I know I know they don't they don't have a lot of bells and whistles but I there's remember how we got to the why don't women realize this? You know, like don't put pictures that aren't you or of you 20 years ago. Don't put that up there because it won't work out in the end. Yeah. There's this. Let, okay. Hang on. Uh, I got to pee. Can I, let's, you got to take a break. Let's take a, like a, yeah, I'm going to get some, uh, yeah. So All right, inter- let's do that. I'll come back and I'll ask you the question. All right. Intermission in a, for a couple minutes here.
Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, oh, when she passes, it's um. Uh, oh, when she walks, it's like a summer. I don't remember the rest of the words. Uh, we're back. Clary? <laughs> hey, I, yeah, I was... I was trying to sing the words to the girl from Ipanema, but I always get stuck Dude, on that. It's so funny. I had the same thing going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> the lyrics are tall and tan and long and lovely. The, the girl, girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, or when she passes, it's... The guys all say, ah. But it's the second verse that gets me. It's well, let's when look it up. She, when she walks, it's she's like, like a samba. And hang on, let's look up the girlfriend. Yeah, I can't get past that part. The only reason I know that, I'll tell you this: even though I was hardcore finance and economics and all that back in my day, <clears throat> the ballroom dancing did culture me a lot. Where I um, learned all the lyrics, uh, appreciated the music. Duke Ellington alone is like the old he's like the 1920s prince like prince was a brilliant musician uh but duke ellington was uh, uh kind of equivalent back then girl anima there's this great version i think sinatra sang it or well they yeah. everyone's covered it hang on let's do the lyrics i got videos here i don't want to lyrics <clears throat> Oh, darn it, this is in, this looks like it's Portuguese. It's, I think it's, Brazil, it's Brazilian. Is it, okay, yeah, so it yeah. is, it is Portuguese. I was like, yep. this looks like Spanish, but I don't recognize some of these characters. Um, Metro lyrics, Frank Sinatra. Hey, did you get your shekels, by the way? Oh, yeah, thanks for sending those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. All right, here we go. Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking, and when she passes, each one she passes goes, oh. Ah, you got to sing it. When she walks. Oh, darn it. Now it's uploading this. When ads. she walks. Do you remember? Like a samba. What's that? Do you remember the internet before it had, like, all the fucking ads would just load up your page? You're like, dude, cool. My buddy's got a page. Do you remember those times when there wasn't, yeah. Ads and video. Okay. I miss those days. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes, oh, oh, but I watch her so sadly. God damn How it. Right there. can I tell her I love her? I love her. Yes, I would give my heart gladly. But each day when she walks to the sea, she looks straight ahead, not at me. Yeah. Tall and tan and long. Yeah, that's that's the lyric. It's a great, great song. Great freaking song. Great I got song. to go karaoke again. Love that song. Um, you karaoke? Occasionally, I do the old singy-singy at a place oh, a couple blocks from where I live. Are you drunk when you do it? Of course. 
Is there any other way to karaoke? Dude, I will. Dude, me and the GF will fly down right now or fly out. Uh, if you do karaoke, dude, I got to tell her she will laugh her ass off. She, We got to see that before we die. I got to see you singing karaoke before I die. Well, there's a horrible video from 2016 of me on Facebook doing it somewhere. So I want yeah. it live. You go searching far enough, you'll find it. Yeah. So we have Atham in the house. Oh, what? He's not hiking? He's not doing... Did he see that I actually put on a couple thousand steps? Hiked around Craft uh, Peak? Well, see, he's so busy trying not to crash in the snow-covered roads that he, he's, he's probably ass. hasn't been... Yeah. He's up to um, 110,000 steps. He's beaten everybody on that stupid Fitbit competition. All right, what does our stupid Mexican friend have to say? Well, for $2.22, Atham says... Elkins equals sports ball. Clary equals old farts. Um, it's hard to dispute either one if you think of it. No, I'm not going to argue with that. No. Yeah, I can't. Uh, you kind of nailed us, Atham. Yeah, no, I could. It's like saying Atham equals equals pipe smoker. He. Uh, yeah, it's all true. Yeah, but uh, no, he's he's like totally dominating in the competition, and I do believe he will beat uh, Space Marcus. I think he'll uh, actually beat. Um, Marcus and win that uh, that competition. I I was gonna I was gonna try and do it and fight against those guys, and then um, Wednesday happened. I'm like, no, just I'm checking out. So I'm getting beaten by girls on that damn competition. Really? That's yeah. not good. There's some German gal named Mel, and so uh, it's always off by about eight to ten hours because she's up, and then all of a sudden you wake up like, oh shit, Mel beat us. And then, like, oh, but Marcus, I think Marcus is sick. I don't know why. Um, normally, Marcus would put up a better fight, but I think he is sick. Yeah, he's, That's the posting. Only reason. he's posting his regular posts on the social media. So, well, he could be he could be sick and in the bed. That's uh, true. That's uh, that's all I do when I'm sick, which is rare, thankfully enough, very rare. Uh, Bacon Maldito for two dollars and six cents says Elkins should sing Bohemian Rhapsody and that he loves karaoke. That's actually a challenging song to sing because so much of it is not really singing. It's more just it's like half talking. You know that song? Do you know Bohemian Rhapsody? Of course you do. No, what's well, Bohemian? Well, maybe I do. Hang on, let me look. You ever up. see that movie? You you watched Wayne's World? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen Wayne's World. Yeah, you remember when they were in the car? And um, they're headed somewhere, and there's that guy in the back seat that's about to puke. <laughs> and and uh, isn't they, this Queen? It's a song by Queen. Yeah, yeah, it's a Queen song. Jesus fucking. But it's a really long one. But it would be fun to karaoke. It'd just be challenging. Uh, you know what? I hate Queen. Really? I hate the guy? Yeah. I I think it was totally overrated. I'm not saying the guy didn't have a great voice. I know Stefan Molyneux loves that guy, but I'm just like. You took all this talent and you made shitty, really quality shitty songs. That's what he did. That's what Queen is. Now, I will admit, um, what is it? One Vision from the movie Iron Eagle. Oh, I like that movie. The, the movie, which, which was stupid and dumb and okay, but One Vision was an actual, okay, that was kind of almost you're venturing on rock. And then, uh, like pretty much every '70s band, you took great musical talent and you shat out crappy music. Quality crappy music, but it was crappy music. You don't like ABBA? Nope. 
<laughs> there's, I know. there's, there's very, uh, I am biased because of the jazz. I think jazz is the pinnacle form of music. I think that is, that is just, you're never going to beat it. You're just never going to beat it. So from the 1920s until uh, the Miles Davis era into the late uh, mid 70s, I think we were Vince Heraldi. I think that was uh, the purest form of music. And then it just got to shit. It was just like, come on, baby, light my fire. You know, I fucking, it, it, like, like everything, the baby boomers ruined it all. And then there was pop. I'll admit there was some kind of cool stuff that was happening in the 80s with some of the more, uh, some of the more synthetic music. Uh, but then that kind of, you know, Depeche Mode, I'm not saying it's great. I did like and appreciate some of the hardcore industrial rock like KMFDM. Uh, Revolting Cox to this day is my favorite band. Because, uh, mm. uh, but, and Van Halen was was good and talented. Aerosmith was good and talented, but it, yeah, is, is that going to go down in history as anything more than classic American rock? And, uh, you know, anything with 102. The radio stations have 102 classic American rock. It's like, yeah, all right. And then now the music is no different than, than since Kurt Cocaine came on the scene and blew his brains out. Well, I don't even talk about the music now. It sucks. The music is pointless. It, 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 there really is nothing there. It's like the fashion. It's like the cars. It's like the music. Nothing has really changed in 20 years. Uh. Do you know what uh, movie this is from? It goes 97X. Bam. The, the future, future of rock, of rock, and, rock roll. and roll. Rain Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. dude. One of my favorite movies ever. 97X. Bam. Mm. Queen. 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 There's some. Um, hmm? I'll just get it real quick. Atham. And I agree with Atham's point here. For $2, he says, Aaron equals excuses. And he's talking about your Fitbit uh, situation. Wow. You know what? Yeah. You know what? That that guy could come down here and hike with me anytime he wants. I don't need a pro. I won the first. I got the Fitbit. And then I defeated Marcus on the first Fitbit challenge. All right? I, I, don't, I don't need to prove myself again. I, uh, I can. I can. Oh, God. I, now, now I'm thinking about going to the gym and just fucking sitting on that goddamn treadmill, walking until three a.m. The beat, beat, put that goddamn space atom in his goddamn place. Not that motivates fucking, you to work out. It must be a good thing. Well, it's it's kind of the the mockery and the ridicule, but then you gotta you gotta realize when it's mockery and ridicule and not let it get to you. Not let it. I had I have stuff to do. I have to work. I have to do asshole consulting. I have to podcast. I. uh I even wrote a post about it where, um, and this is very, and you're going to run into this, Chad. Mark my words, you're going to run into this. You're Mr. Well, I, may I ask you a personal question? You don't have to answer it, of course, but um, I think it would be very germane to this topic of conversation. Okay. You don't have to answer it. You had a dollar figure in mind that you had to save up before you bought a house, correct? Uh, I mean, first of all, I never did buy anything, but yeah, I, I, there were certain things I had on my mind that, and you have a certain amount of cash position right now. Yes. Okay. So then when I said, Hey, come out to Vegas, it'll cost you $200 round trip. You're like, Oh, oh I can't do that. Oh my God. 
you understand where it's kind of like taking away from life a little bit? Oh, hold up. Oh, are you talking about I, I you you lost you me there. are in a good position. You make an adequate income, and I appreciate the discipline and the frugality of uh, you know, you have financial goals and objectives and all that other stuff, but it it's you almost impair yourself by adhering to these rules and laws where it's like, well, yeah, but you could drop $200 and come out and do No, X. I don't no, do that no. as much. For me, it's always a matter of the right kind of timing because guess what I did the first week of November this year, last uh, year? You went and visited your, uh, your new nephew, didn't you? I went to go see who am I talking to right now? Oh, you visited me. Yeah, you visited <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. Those are good times. So when it's when the timing works and you know and there's not things I know you joke I always have a busy season but I just got to I got to find the right time and I'll do that. So <sighs> All right, I forgot we were originally talking about Well, um, let, let me let me jump in. Um right. pimp, pimp daddy for $2 says sing Jesus built my hot rod by ministry. Have you heard of that? Uh, song ding 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 ding. Yeah. Ministry by oh dude, uh, Jesus built my hot rod by ministry. The extended version, I even quote that the greatest quote ever, ever, and I've quoted it multiple times. And I, it, this would probably be in my tombstone. Where you come from, it's gone. Where you thought you were going to, weren't never there. And where you are, ain't no good unless you can get away from it. That's the extended version of Jesus built my hot rod by ministry. Absolutely. That was definitely a question for you then. <laughs> yeah. You've never, you never heard uh, ministry? No, no, I have. I have. It sounds, it, I, I just wasn't sure when I read it. When I read the question, I wasn't quite sure what that was. Yeah. So yeah. no, yeah. It, it's uh, actually, I think that's all the, the lyrics are. Ding, 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 I don't think there's actually any lyrics. Hang on, let's look it up. Let's look it up. I don't think there's any actual words. I think it's just noise. Baby, you light up my world like nobody else. What is that gay shit? That's, I think it's NSYNC or, I don't know. It was popular when I was in college, <laughs> that song. Okay, yeah. all right, here it is. Yeah, I this don't know, is the that's... One Direction. That wasn't a college song. Anyway, okay. go ahead. All right, here's Jesus Built My Hot Rod. This is the introduction. I think most of the lyrics are the introduction. Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. And all of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world. So it was only one thing I could do. This ding-a-ding-dang, my dang-a-long-ling-long. And then all it is like ding 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 a ding dong bing bong bing bang ding tickety tack out of the gun. Every time I try to do it all now, baby, I am on the run. Why, why, why? Yeah, it's it's just basically noise. There's no lyrics to that song. It's it's great. That was a good suggestion then by Pimp Daddy. Hang on, maybe I could uh would I get a would I get a copyright strike if I played this? I probably would. 
Is that how it works? Even if it's just for a couple dude, seconds? Dude, it's dude, fucking Google and YouTube. You know, everyone bitched and whined about the FCC, but the FCC actually allowed you to have an NC, uh, NC-17 rating. Yeah. Like, you could actually have porn. You could have uh, graphic violence. And Google is, they make their money from advertising. And so the corporations are very PC incorrect, as you saw with this Gillette bullshit. And when you got to be this level of PC and walk around eggshells to meet the levels of corporate social responsibility departments, nothing fun is going to be allowed on YouTube anymore. Like half my video, the, the it's almost a rule. The most interesting YouTube videos cannot be monetized because they're controversial and they're thought provoking. Unless it's a corporation then, right? You know, Gillette. Well, but but how was that controversial or, or thought provoking or interesting even? Well, it wasn't oh. any of them. I'm just saying, you know, it's gonna cause an uproar to basically say men suck. Like if you or I tried to say women suck, you know, in a commercial like that, what do you think would happen to us? Well, that's because it's not the approved and appropriate message. All I'm pointing out is that, well, I mean, does, is the Gillette commercial still monetized though? Uh, that's a good question. I was just going to it right now because I want to see how many dislikes it had gotten. Oh, God, it's, you know, it's sad, though. They'll get it's, rid of uh, all of them? No, no, the... Um, a million, wow, a million dislikes. How many likes? 561,000, but I feel like not all of those are real. I mean... No, what was sad is... Um, <clears throat> If you look on the Twitter feed, and this is where I have no faith or hope. This is where I'm just going to like die in South Dakota with guns blazing. Uh, the There is a serious, I think, legitimate. I don't think it's uh, AstroTurf. I think there's a legitimate, serious contingent of men and women who are like, oh, my God, you don't like this this commercial? All it is saying is for men not to be douches. You should, oh, my God, it, it, there is... If you look through the comments section, which you shouldn't ever do, uh, you see that uh, there's a significant percentage of the population that found nothing wrong uh, with the Orwellian uh, commercial that you'll have put out. And it it kind of, well, and it, it speaks directly to your dating experiences. I mean, these these women are completely clueless about uh, male individuality and, and, and uh, male nature. It's just. Well, you know, so it's I, so cool. Did you hear mm, about this? Mm. There were some feminist groups that were actually pissed off about the ad too. And it was because they felt like it was taking a women's issue like feminism and making it about men. So you can't please them no matter what you do. What? <laughs> I know. Wait, I read wait, that wait. and I couldn't how, believe it. Wait, how, how did they construe this as a, as a, a women's issue. What? There were some writers on the usual harpy ones like Jezebel and I, you know, the, the usual the professional and... victim horse. Okay. So they got to yeah. find insult and victimhood and everything. Yeah, basically. So they were right. able to right. find one, even in this, an ad that literally says like men suck. They found a way to complain about that, which is just amazing to me. <laughs> there are going to be so many. Lonely Gen X spinster women. I thought the baby boomer women were gonna 
win it, but my God, there are so many. What what's it like to be working at Jezebel or XO Jane or Salon or or Huffington Post? <laughs> I mean, I I know some people that have worked for Huffington Post, and they're exactly how you think they would be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what 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 what's that like? Like men are out to get you all the time. We're all rapists. We're all here to we're like pedophile off of you. Can't you just be happy? Can you, the not not to get too esoteric, but my God, the you know they they, they want to pick a war. And it's like you know uh, guys probably want to work with you and help you and support you out and love you, but. I guess women just, uh, they got programmed and brainwashed over in school and college to, you know, men are the enemy. Let's go to war with them. It's like, all right, I really don't want to do this, but we'll fucking win. We're the ones that produce all the fucking shit. We're the ones that do the hard jobs. We're the ones that make the fucking sewer system work. We're the ones that make sure the garbage gets cleaned up. We're the ones that protect you. Yeah, it's... it's it's poison. It's cancer. It's just. It ugh. is. It is. I mean, I I hope you and your Canadian uh, mistress. We're gonna call her the Canadian mistress. <laughs> like the Canadian mistress. I hope she is a classical. I was gonna say classical American, but she's she's Canadian. I, I hope she's a classical traditionalist, and that works well. And she is as red pill as you and I. Really? Yes. Really? Very much so. When are you uh are you gonna fly out there? Is she gonna fly down there or what? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Wait, 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 you fig- <sighs> okay. Obviously my uh the flash mentality comes in here. Why hasn't she flown out there? Are you flown out there yet? Oh dude. I if you say you, busy season, I'm going to go yes, drive right out there now. But that's the actual answer. And you know it's a real answer right now. I know. Like, I know. know. It pisses me off. It's like this yeah. amazing handicap you have. Like It's like uh, Superman's kryptonite is your busy season. Yeah, but you know it's actually the real busy season this time. Not my usual, oh, I got stuff to do. Like, I don't have so a life. you were lying to us previously before. You were lying about the fake busy season. Not necessarily. Sometimes it gets busy. <laughs> but in this case, you cannot dare criticize it when no, I say. No, no, yeah. I know. I know. I know. Well, the GF is an accountant as well of herself. So it's uh, it, that that is true. Uh, well, what about her flying out? she ever going to come out or what? Uh, the time to visit Chicago is not February, March, April. You know what I mean? What if she got hit by a bus tomorrow? Well, that'd be sad. Then we don't have to worry about it. Wow. Okay. You're even darker than I am. Hold on. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant, you know. Why don't, why doesn't she fly out out now? It will work itself out in time. And. Not during this podcast. How about like, that? There is no time. That's the point. I think I even had a thing about like there isn't enough time. You got to do it now. She can. All right. All right. You're busy. She's busy. I'll let it. I'll let's be very libertarian some, and let you guys deal with it. Let's go to some super chats. All um, right. How much more money? Damn it! This goddamn money people keep sending us. Chad, fuck. Matt Brick for $2 says Motley Crue best 80s music. Wow. No. 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 I mean, he's my cherry pie. Wait, was that 
Was that Motley Crue? I think it is. Molly Cruz sucked. It was so basic, bitch. So Gary Matt, Matt, Hayden's. Clary disagrees with you there. And then Pimp Daddy gave us another $2, but I noticed he said he had to leave. He didn't have anything to say in there. He just oh. put $2. So he was the one that originally had said, oh, that he did that song you liked. Um, Jesus Built My Hot Ride? Yeah. One of the greatest, greatest songs ever. And... Revolting Cox was a derivative of ministry. Really? Yeah. So if you want to, I, I would say um, uh, Cracking Up by um, Revolting Cox was probably my favorite uh, song of a rock band. That was probably one of the best ones. Um, Jesus Built My Hot Rose is pretty good too, but um, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he is a ministry fan. I'm, I'm glad that Pimp Daddy uh, left out on that note. So this one's more for you. Joe Jones for $1.99 says, What's up, Aaron and Chad? Don't forget me, Aaron. Thanks. Did you get a asshole consulting request from somebody named Joe Jones, or is there something? No, 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 no. Joe Jones, is uh, he's one of the sponsors. Might as well do the sponsors now. Oh, Let's okay, go. okay. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. I got to close out all this shit. Um, it's themensadvocate.net. So if you happen to be a man and you like to advocate men or yourself, Go to the men's advocate.x. Joe is uh, divorced, uh, and he did a great job of raising his two daughters. His two daughters are now going to go off to uh, major in legitimate stuff. Uh, they are not going to be sociology majors or anything like that. And he's a real man's man. Like He, he hunts and all that. I don't want to mention the state he's in because I, I don't know how much uh, anonymity you would like to keep. I'm going to give him the maximum amount of anonymity but go to the men's advocate.net not dot com it goes to some weird chick i type that in i'm like whoa what the fuck is this uh the men's advocate.net and is the men's not you know men's advocate it's the men's advocate.net uh articles write philosophical pieces all that other stuff over the men's advocate.net um you know what else we got for sponsors what do we got we got orion's cold fire so if you want to go to orionscoldfire.com, uh, you can go ahead and read the articles, which are good. Not arguing that the articles aren't good, but what is my favorite aspect of Orion's Cold Fire? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to tell us. It is that he's a photographer, and he has taken a ton of pictures exactly in the exact same spot I've been in all the national parks. That's where cool. I'm like. I'm like, oh, dude, that's that's uh, Temple of Siranawa. That's uh, Angel's Landing. That's uh, Rocky Mountain. That's Hallett's Peak. And, and it's weird. It's almost like he's my ghost uh, because it's the ex – I'm like, yeah, I know exactly where that is. Um, and this diverges a little bit. Uh, I have traveled this country extensively enough that I have fans sending me pictures like, hey, look where I am. And I can guess within 50 miles of where they are. Really? Yes. I had a guy send me a picture. He was on a, a pedal bike. And I was looking at it. I'm like, that's too red to be Utah. I said, pace in Arizona? He says, Sedona. I'm like, damn it. I was only off by 100 miles. And then other people are like, hey, look at this. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Glacier National Park. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, uh, Rocky Mountain National Park, but I, I can, I am so versed in the landscape of the United States. I can start telling uh, exact. Actually, if you want, email me 
over at assholeconsulting.com or olderbrother at yahoo.com. Email me uh, pictures. I will I will probably guess within at least 200 miles of where you were at. Hmm. So like if you send me a picture of the Sears Tower, I'll probably guess you're in Chicago. Just you know, just saying. But, you referred to it by the correct name. I'm happy. It's not the, the Willis Tower. It's the what? Sears Tower. Willis. Who the fuck is Willis? This isn't Bruce Willis that bought it, right? This wasn't Bruce Willis. What's Willis? Is it a real estate company or something? I don't even know. I just know that chi- native Chicagoans, which I don't consider myself one, get really pissed off if you don't call it the Sears Tower. <laughs> it is the Sears Tower. It will forever be the Sears Tower. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, right. I'm not even originally from here, and I can't imagine why you'd call it anything different. But right. yeah, it's technically the Willis Tower now. There, There's a lake over in uh, the Twin Cities. We drove around it, by the way, when we got Sebastian Joe's ice cream. Remember that? Yeah, that was good. It, yeah, so it's called Lake Calhoun. It was named after some guy named Calhoun. I remember his first name. Well, apparently Calhoun happened to own slaves way back in the day. So all the pussy – God, I love to use different words. I can't. All the pussy, limp dick, frickety motherfuckers, uh, the liberals decided we're going to rename it. So they renamed it, but they didn't rename it into anything that could be pronounced easily. So it's named after some fucking uh, American Indian guy or gal, who knows, uh, some American Indian name, like Magadibaska. So no one knows how to pronounce it, and guess what they call it? What do they call it? They call it Lake Calhoun because that's what the fucking lake is called. It's called Lake well, Calhoun. There you go. Yeah. So, are you still doing sponsors, or can I do a super chat? Well, there's there's more? one there's one yeah. last uh, one last sponsor, Academic Composition, our good friend Alexi. Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah. And so, um, two ways you can help out your life with Academic Composition. One, if you happen to be a college student, you don't want to write your own papers because of the pointless Marxist leftist bullshit that you have to write. Why you outsource that to academiccomposition.com. Go ahead, hire Alex and his uh, crack team of writing staff. They will go ahead and write your papers for you. But then also, he's always looking to hire. And I've never understood this. I've never understood this. Because we have known um, some people who are, um, how can we put it, not terribly employable. Does that sound yeah. about right? Yes. Yeah. And you would think these People who are not terribly employable would be thankful to find a job that you could work. I'll work for academic. If like if if push came to shove, I'd work for academic composition. Why would I work for academiccomposition.com there, chat? Well, I mean, you get to work on your own schedule, although there's deadlines. You get to work at home and um you're pretty much you take as much as you want or as little as you want. That's why I would consider it. Did you have something else in mind? No, or? that was it. I get to work yeah. from home. It's on the computer. Yeah. All you millennial limptic frickets. Uh, my God, you get to work from home. You can work on a beach. You could live a first world lifestyle living in a third world country down in Thailand or Cambodia working for academic composition. And all, all poor Alexi gets is like, guff and crap because Americans are spoiled rotten. If you aren't a spoiled rotten Brad American and you want to write uh, and make some money, go to academiccomposition.com, contact Alex, let him know I sent you so he keeps sponsoring the show. And he came out here, actually. We uh, we had uh, uh, Ramen. We had Ramen. And uh, Lexi's a cool guy. Yeah, a I've talked weird. to him, I've yeah, talked to him many weird. times. 
Yeah, yeah he's he's a little goofy, uh, but he's he's Russian, you know. Get out of here, you crazy Russian. Uh, so go to academiccomposition.com, and he also has marketing uh, positions where you market the, the, the company. That is also done for the convenience of your own home, from your laptop. And then people are like, oh, my God, it's boring. Yes, yes, all jobs suck, and yes, all jobs are boring. Chad, is busy season exciting? Is it invigorating? Is it amazing? I think in some ways it is very much. Really? So. You weren't expecting that answer, but yeah. No, I was not. I was thinking like, yeah, it sucks because it's accounting and taxes, but you, you enjoy it. You get a little thrill out of it. I mean, yeah, it's what you work for. To This is how you make most of your money. If you're a solo practice CPA is busy season. So yeah, right. it's challenging, but there's a lot of satisfaction you get from tackling some of these hard corporate returns and then getting paid for them. And mostly it's on my own time. Like people need to meet sometimes, but ironically when it's busy season, I'm the one who's like, no, we can't meet. Mm -hmm. So it's busy season's not that bad. It's just very, very busy. What, uh, what about your old man? Does he miss it at all? I mean, cause he kind of keeps a toe in it right in the book and everything. Doesn't he? I nah, he doesn't miss it. Like he, no. I'm a little bit more of a, well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Who do you think's more of a people person, my old man or me, when you met him? Oh, you. Yeah, definitely you. Not that your old man's you know, antisocial. He's just very reserved. He's very much the epitomal CPA. When you say CPA, Mr. Elkins is, is uh, the individual that I would picture. Right. So I really don't think he misses dealing with a lot of those people who can be difficult. Whereas I, you know, whatever. If you're difficult, I'll just fire you as a client unless you're paying me a lot. So I don't really care. I got a I got a question. How did your old man and your mom meet? Because your old man is very straight laced and <laughs> by the books. And then your mom, I won't lie, for uh what is she, 65 or what what is she? Uh you know what? I can't say that. She would kill me. Oh, if I oh said she'd her kill name. you. All right. Yeah. Mrs. Elkis is I she was quite fetching, I'd imagine, back when she was in her 20s. She's a good looking gal. Where do you think I get? Where do you think I get my looks from? No, uh, all right, anyway, yeah. It, it, I'm just saying. I, I was just thinking, like, wow, Mrs. Elkins back in the '60s would have probably been an Anne Margaret, and she must have caught your old man's fancy or something. I mean, I'm picturing the yin and the yang. Your dad, straight laced military, ba 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 ba, and then in comes your mom. Not you know, like boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, but she got a. She must have caught his eye a little bit, yeah. Well, okay. So my dad used to look just like Clark Kent. So that actually helps, believe it or not. I know he's supposed yeah. to be the dorky one compared to Superman, but he really looked a lot like him. So mm -hmm. um, he was in a fraternity. She was in a sorority. They were in Dallas. This was after college, and they somehow met each other through friends or something, and mm -hmm. um, they went from there. That's all I really know about it. <laughs> I I like seeing them interact because you you could tell they totally support one another. Like she she is kind of the fun and color, and, and your dad's like the books and the numbers. And uh, I also like the fact she was just happy to see us. I I think she just did. It was like, hey, how you doing, Mrs. Elka? Is like, oh yeah, I'll take some food. And uh, she, oh, they think you're great. They're like, oh, Clary, he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know any better. I don't know any better. That's, I miss them though this time this winter though. That was kind of the sad my my annual pilgrimage. I didn't get to see the Elkins. We were all out west. Like I was with my parents while you were going through while you were shooting through New Mexico. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, it, yeah. it was it was kind of sad. I'd, and the other thing is, because Santa Fe is way up in the mountains, me and the GF, we are threading, uh, going through the eye of the needle of a snowstorm. And Santa Fe is up in the mountains, and they oh, yeah. had a ton of snow. And we had gone the southern route to Albuquerque. And so we couldn't even visit them if we wanted to. But it was it was kind of like, oh, we don't get to visit the Elkins. You know, I kind of miss the dog and Mr. Elkins and the cheese platter and everything. And, yeah, next time, next time. Yeah. Um, so Super that's it. Those are, those are all the uh, – the, I, I, let, me, let me give a shout-out to all my um, podcasting buddies because uh, I haven't in a while. There's 405media.com, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. Conto Talk, Silvio Conto, check him out, C-A-N-T-O. O'Shea Jackson, Economic Invincibility. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. You know that gay guy over in Seattle, TJ Martineau? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like totally with gay rights and, you know, he, Is he, he likes trans. Yeah, he's totally, yeah, he's totally homosexual. I know I'm, I'm libertarian, I don't judge. And he likes, you know, transgendered people like Ingrid Bergman. Uh, he he thinks that they're attractive people, but we help out tjmartinell.com. Small scale life, entrepreneurs in cars. Our good buddy Rich Cooper, Michael Kingswood podcast.com.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. Uh, Dr. David Perodin, safety, uh, safetyphd.com. I think that's it. I think we got everybody there. Um, okay. Well, uh, Joshua Landrum is really wanting me to answer this question because he left two, <laughs> okay. two super chats. I'll, I'll do them both right now. The first was for dollar right. ninety nine. He said, Elkins, is it worth becoming a tax manager at Big Four? And then he supplemented it with $3.99 and said, Aaron, shut the fuck up and let Chad answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll be quiet. All right, go ahead. So you've heard me talk about this before and you can give your your two cents on it. It is, but I still don't think you should stay there for your whole career because you're never going to make partner. You're just not. It's so hard to freaking make partner to big four. So I say you you should strive to be a manager. If you can survive big four, you know, a busy season or two, and it's not killing you, it's not aging you 10 years into two years or something like that, and you actually enjoy the environment, then absolutely, you can be a manager within another year or two. You'll become a senior and then you're a manager. But the issue is that you're going to be a manager a damn long time if you ever become one, because it's almost impossible to become a partner. So, so what, what will help out the, the listening audience who's not familiar with big four accounting, like uh, these are not publicly traded firms, then these are private partnerships. Partnerships, limited, yeah, limited, limited liability partnerships. partnerships. And okay, so, and how many how many partners does uh, not Pete Marwick, you laughed at me when I said that K, KMPG <laughs> or KPMG or what I mean, how many partners do they have? A hundred, a thousand, what? Oh, it's 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 in the a thousand or more, I'm sure. Like I'd have to look that up, but um you you can become a partner. It just becomes so damn political at that point. Like you know how it is. You got to suck up. You got to sell, sell, sell. It's there's probably. I'm sorry to say it. There's probably diversity elements to this. Oh you know, no, that's a hun- oh dude. No, any any white person or male, any white male, frankly, uh, totally has. That's the reason I would never advise a young man to ever go into corporate 
America because it's it's not meritocratic anymore. It's not fair. So fuck that. And, right. and I do believe, I do believe down the road, um, that's going to bite them in the ass because they're not going to be productive. I think it, entrepreneurship, self-employment is the way to go. Well, I don't know if Joshua Landrum is a fucking white male, but I'm going to presume <laughs> he is for the purposes of this question. And you can get to manager without a problem concerning politics. I mean, there's still a little bit of diversity and all that, but it should be fine. I'm just saying you can't really get past that very easily. So it's up to you how you feel about that. But it's you can at least get to that level. You'll have to work hard, but it's attainable. It's all about what you're willing to tolerate. But so is it forget your your race or your gender? I don't think it's worth it at all. I mean, I personally wouldn't want to do it because you can probably get a better job out there in the private sector, but you can also get that anyway once you once you become a manager. Like it's one thing, you know, you're a staff, then you become a senior accountant. When you're a manager, like pretty much any Fortune 500 company is going to want you. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, I say, yeah, if you can make it to manager, make it happen. But you've got to tolerate a ton of shit, ton of bullshit. Well, and that that's where I kind of... I think you did it right where it's like you strike out on your own, hang a shingle outside your door and, and you're off to the races. Um, not that I am a socialist. I'm not a socialist. I'm not advocating basic guaranteed income, but after you make a certain amount of money, like once you're above 60,000, unless you have expensive tastes, which you shouldn't have anyway, there ain't no damn reason to tell you're only paid a shit ton of money to tolerate assholes. That's the yeah. only way I can figure it and, and the tolerate hypocritical, contradictory bullshit. And uh, I, I, for once, I'll have to agree with the millennials. They kind of got it right telling the baby boomers and Gen Xers to fuck off. No, they're like, right to assume yeah. corporate America. They're absolutely mm-hmm. right. They're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to go live in the basement of my mother's or my great grandmother's and never see the light of day. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, my my two cents is I don't I don't think it's worth it. I wouldn't I wouldn't. You you could I don't know if you could pay me enough. Because like well, you and I are gonna die at like seventy nine anyway. I'd rather go golf and have fun and relax rather than try and you know be fucking making partner over at uh, what Grant Thor- what what are the big four again? Pete Marwick. Uh, no, it's not Pete Marwick. I told KMBG, you what it was the other day. KPMG. KPMG. Grant Thornton? No, not Grant Thornton. No, um, that's outside the big four. I got a job four. offer with them years ago. Uh, Come on, God, there's we three can't more. Well, wait, are you asking me? Or are you, you? Yeah, I want to oh, test your right. KMPG. Uh, KPMG. Uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers and Libran. PWC. Right. It's only Price Waterhouse Coopers now. They merged. Is but, Anderson yeah. Accounting still a thing? No, they, they got. They, they were they part went of away. the whole Enron right, scandal. Yeah, they're okay, so they long went gone. Yeah. They're long gone. All right. So Pete Marwick, KMPG. KPM, uh, KPMG. KPMG. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to meet these freaks. Uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers and Librand. Um, dang it, I'm blanking on the two other ones. What what are they? So Ernst and Young. Ernst that's where I worked Young. for a little while. Oh, that's right, Ernst and Young. Okay, okay. And then there's and one then, more. And is that a big one? What was it? I'll give you a hint. All right. Touche. Oh, Deloitte and Touche. Yeah, Deloitte. Okay, Deloitte. Yeah. 
but are they known as we got used to call them toilet and douche but they're what, just uh, deloitte now <laughs> they're just deloitte now all right yeah i remember um, sending those guys so many resumes and i never and thank god i didn't get into that because life would have really sucked it would have really sucked um i want to so we got a bunch of super chats but this one is actually for you. This is Bacon asking for two dollars and twenty-seven cents. Send you more shekels, aren't I? I'm gonna have to give you. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Chad. He says. So Bacon asks, "Do I need a branded Fitbit for the spacewalk challenge?" Huh? Uh, no, you don't need a brand it. Just get a Fitbit, log in, and search Aaron Clary, and you should. You gotta like download an app on the Fitbit. And then you can look up your friends. And it will also sync with Facebook, which I didn't have it do. I set up a separate account. Um, I mean, yeah, I might, I might do it. this as soon as I'm done with this year's tax season. I may try this just to see where you guys are at with it and see what I can it, do. It's awesome. You get to talk smack to Atham and Marcus and all that. Yeah, it, it's totally worth it. Um, I really enjoy it. I Because I, it, it, it's not that like I needed to get more exercise, but – it's kind of cool to be able to like, oh, what the hell's Atham up to? And like, oh, damn it, that fucker's got, you know, 5,000 more steps. And it, it just, it's a reason to bust each other's balls, which if you think about it, that's all men really exist for is to bust each other's balls. That's it. Oh, you haven't been watching enough Gillette commercials. Dude, uh, th- I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. My old man, and, and this is very profound, and he's 100% right. The only reason old men exist is to compete in the busting of one another's balls. That's it. It's just to give each other more shit and more clever shit than the, it's an art. It's an art. And uh, when I was like golfing one time, I come up upon these uh, three old guys and they're like, Hey, do you want to join us? I'm like, sure. And uh, the old 81 year old vet, I'll never forget him. 81 year old vet. He's like, what's your name? Aaron. He says, Steve. I said, no, Aaron. He says, Mike. And I, I'm realizing, Oh, He's, he's fucking with me. And then even before I'm lining up my shot, the guy says, so did you hit puberty yet? And it's, <laughs> that's what guys do. That's exactly what the point and purpose of guys is. There was this great cartoon I saw one time where it was, it showed the two boxes above. It showed a bunch of dudes and they were like, later fucktard, later yeah. loser. And then, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the next box, they're like, he's a cool guy, isn't he? They're like, yeah. yeah. Then the box below, it had the girls. They're like, bye, sweetie. Love you. And then next to her, it's like, I hate that bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's what. And I'll tell you this. Once your kids leave the house, you got, all you got is the other guys to bust the balls in. So I got a, I got a good line in. I got one that I always open up. Because I won't lie to you. It, in my adventures, I'm effectively retired. So uh, when I go hike or when I do motorcycle riding or whenever, I run into a lot of retired people. I mean, I, I remember hiking the um, Arches National Park, and it was nothing but baby boomers I kept running into. So I was in Silverton, Colorado. Atham looked this up, and uh, I was on my motorcycle, and I got up, and I went to a local coffee store, and here's here's all the old guys, and all the old guys congregate for coffee because that's what old guys do. And I walk, and you want to ingratiate yourself to the old timers. You get your coffee, you walk up, you say, is this where the wisdom is being dispensed? And then they laugh. They're like, oh. And you immediately get into the club. You But that's all there is. 
after you're done fucking your wife, bringing kids into the world, assuming your wife stays hot, you still want to fuck her, which is not the case in 95% of the time. So 95% of the old guys, all they got left in life is giving each other the business. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so you found a come online to get in with the old guys. Yeah, mm. I, I can swoon my way into the old oh, the old farts club. Um, so we've got a few more, if you got time, a few more super chats. They paid. Hey, people want to pay money. We'll stay here forever. Uh, this one is for you. Uh, actually Christopher Morales did two of them. So I'll just read both. Um, for, so his first one for $5 says, Hey, Aaron, I know you hate education majors and biology as a STEM route. Mm -hmm. However, I disagree because I went bio and education and have had success in the job market. And let me continue because he then, then he had another $5 super okay. chat. And it said, right. Most people I know that go bio go into research or medical school. Mm -hmm. P.S. Had an interview for a position in Florida and will be getting out of New York. So he was happy. Awesome. Good. He's making yeah. it down south. All right. Good, good, good. For so course. what are your thoughts on all that? I, I mean, well, good for you. You know, uh, there was this one time I banged a girl who was a, a 10, you know, it, 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 but don't expect that to happen. I, I still think the majority of instances where you major in biology with just a bachelor's degree, uh, will not get you anywhere. Or bio, anything with bio is bad. Now, Chris does point out, rightly so, that people who had undergrads in biology that went on to become medical doctors. Well, yeah, but that's that's a that's a pretty su uh, selection biased group of people. Uh, I, I still stand. Education doesn't pay. I I can't make any more of an argument than the economic empirical data of starting salaries or average salaries. Education majors don't make that much. Biology majors don't make that much. Now, is there the biology major or the education major that had their head out of their ass and wasn't a fucking low IQ, low brow, 92 IQ piece of shit, dumbass sociology major? Yeah, okay, they're, they're out there. And and they do make a million dollars and they make their six figs, but that's not, that's not the majority. And look, and I'll say this about my listening audience, and I'm not saying to kiss everybody's ass. If you tune in into this, chances are your IQ is 120 plus, right? And so, yeah, you're going to tend to do better than the average dipshits out there. But on the whole, if what you're going to uh, promote or propagate to the population in general, yeah, the average person, you don't want to major in education, doesn't pay shit. You don't want to major in biology. It's, it's working just as hard for a STEM degree with no pay. And so I, I, I still stand by my, so I'm, I'm glad the Chris is doing well. I'm very glad that he's doing well, but I would argue that it's probably because Chris, if he went and got his IQ tested, he uh, he ain't in 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 normie world. He ain't in uh, conforming world. He's probably one twenty plus. Hmm. Well, let me see if he had any follow ups to that in there. Um, yeah, how are you doing after divorce? I'd really love to hear from Chris because we know he, he went through that that uh, thing. It's been what four or five months. I I'm kind of hoping still there. What me? Hello? Oh, yeah, me? yeah, yeah. You cut out there just for like five seconds there. So oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say I, I'd like to hear from Chris. Make sure he's doing uh, well post divorce. That's all, because we know he, he went through that. Always want to come up with a like a lottery that if your wife left you, you'd win a million. Like if I had trillions of dollars, I'd be like, "Did your wife leave you for no damn reason? Here's a billion dollars. Hey, you won the <laughs> divorce lottery." Well, this one might 
be more for me. Um, Joshua Landrum again, 499. He said, I will be applying for the big four next year. He's a junior in college. My GPA is 3.1, but some ask for a 3.5 GPA. Will my work experience in accounts receivable and accounts payable, will that overcome my low GPA? So here's here's where it, it really gets a little bit, here's where I have to be more cynical. And I already talked about this earlier. If you're a white dude, like you really got to try to be exceptional to get into the big four out of college mm-hmm. because they don't want you. Like they, they, they have to take some of you, but there's already too many white males at these places. I, I really hate saying this. No, it's um, true. We got to, we got to be honest with the, look, you're going to spend this much time, effort and energy on your education and your degree. And if corporate America is not going to reward you because they're racist and that's really what it is, they're going to judge you by the color of your skin and the plumbing downstairs. That's ist of some kind. You got to consider that before you go into it. Yes, go ahead. Well, and so I really think you're you're already behind the eight ball and you have a 3.1 GPA. So that's that not might good. not cut it on its own. Mm-hmm. And your work experience won't matter at that point because there's plenty of people like it's so freaking competitive to get into the big four outside of, you know, right from college to go into the big four. Like that's everybody, every accounting majors. That's the plum job. That's what everybody's trying to get. So but they work you to the bone. See, that's why yeah. like it sucks. I've never heard a positive experience about the big four. Yeah, they do. And, but you know, it looks so good on the resume. Uh-huh. So I, I don't really know if that's going to get it done as far as getting a job there. Uh, keep working hard because even if you don't get with the big four, there's plenty like Grant Thornton. There's a lot of other companies yeah, that regional. Yeah. And they're not and, and pr- plenty of public accounting positions. They're not quite as militant about the diversity quotas either. I mean, it's still corporate America, so it's going to be an issue, but it, it shouldn't be big four bust for you is all I'm saying. It's, it's fine if you don't get into big four. You uh, a 3.1. Come on, let's let's admit it. You, you can get that up. Well, he's That's, a junior, so he has. I, well, well, he's he's okay. He's got a year and a half left. Then uh, a three point one is inexcusable. Accounting, accounting's not hard. It's boring. It's mundane. Well, but taking it's not the hard. courses, it's uh, let me, dude. It can be really hard to get top grades in accounting because the really? courses, yeah, the testing is pretty hard with those. Like it's, they're hard classes. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it, it's not that it doesn't take a lot of. It, it's not nuclear physics i mean i aced all my accounting classes or all classes i aced um i i just it it, it's rules it's uh maybe complex and mundane and tedious rules but it's rules you can follow it i he's gotta get his gpa up that's that's he does yeah he's fucking mailing it in don't get the 3.0 of today is like the 1.6 of a generation ago i i I, unless you're 3.5 or above I mean, does anyone even get below a 3.0 nowadays? Doesn't everybody get A's and B's? I mean, a 3.9 would be straight A's, a 3.8 would be B's, a 3.7 would be C's, and a 3.5 would be D's. I didn't even know if it if you were allowed to go below a 3.0 anymore. I, 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 don't, I have no idea how they do stuff anymore. When they changed the SAT scores, I got all screwed up in terms of really how that works. Yeah, because remember how it used to be out of, what, 1,600? 
What is it now? I I, I, I don't even know what my SAT score was. They I believe they changed it, and it's like at a twenty four hundred or two thousand or something. I don't know. Oh, but um. Anyway, he's going to end up taking if it if I remember correctly, his junior and senior years are full of the advanced level accounting courses. It's pretty damn hard to get straight A's and all those. So I I mean, our job Did is to be get honest. Straight A's. Of course not. Like that shit's You hard. didn't get straight A's, really? Yeah, I got B pluses, A minuses, but it's hard to get A's. Really? In that, uh, I yeah. thought you like uh, straight A's. What about your old man? Did he get straight A's? Uh, I would be surprised. I mean, I can ask him. <laughs> uh, we're talking in the early 70s or late 60s. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see your old man's straight. I'm sorry. I just got this impression of your old man. Like he was straight laces, straight A's, like. Don't piss off Mr. Elkins. Just yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Well, he played football, so that's not quite accurate. But <laughs> Well, okay, even more so, I don't want to get on his bad side. I, I just I have an amazing amount of respect for your old. I like your mod too, but your old man, I'm just kind of like, I didn't know there was a Vietnam vet on top of it. And I was just like, oh, damn. Like, that's the real article then. Well, I'll tell him that. I'll tell him that. Well, He'll appreciate he it. Made the show. He likes it when I curse, right? Well, when I was there over Thanksgiving, like I was telling you, he just, I kind of had him listen to one we did a few days before that. And every time you were like, fucking shit, he would just like crack up and laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Fuck ass damn pussy shit there. That'll give your old man a laugh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, there's more super chats. Were we done with this one? Did you have any other thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. I, I just want to bust him for not having a good GPA. That's all. Just keep working hard, dude. Like it doesn't matter if you don't get into Big Four. There's plenty of the other opportunities, and it will be okay. It will. So, okay. Bacon Maldito. This one's definitely for you. For two dollars and nine cents, says a twenty-two mag versus a nine millimeter pistol carbine combo. Any thoughts? Wait, 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 wait. Run the, a twenty-two mag. Magnum, I guess, versus oh, a nine man. millimeter. Pistol carbine combo. Carbine. Am I saying I, that I, right? I need, I, no, 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 carbine. It, it, it's, um, I gotta know what the fuck. It, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I gotta know what it's for. Uh, personal protection, I prefer a nine millimeter. A 22 is fine. Uh, and you can fit more bullets in the magazine, I guess. But um, I would like a little bit of stopping power. And I would like to have uh, mushroom tip bullets. So I always carry a nine. I carry a 40 uh, when I go hiking in case I run into a bear or a wolf or something that's a little bit bigger and needs a little bit more stopping power. But a Which nine millimeter, uh, it really depends on the gun. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it really just do just, if, if you're talking about personal protection, just get a nine millimeter hollow tip bullets or mushroom bullets um, <clears throat> or frag bullets. That, that is the best. Uh, go get your uh, carry conceal permit, get the good training. And the way you can tell it's good training is when the guy says, you should be a coward and you should always run. That's how you know it's good training because you don't want to get into trouble with the law. Uh, these guys are like, you got to go and shoot. Dude. Like, nope, that's not, that's, that's not someone who's a literal guy with the law. But um, I would always go with a nine millimeter over 22, 22, you get a big enough guy, I mean, it may just ricochet off his head. Um, it, it, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a 22 if you're hunting varmint or uh, 
small game, but if you're going to drop a person, you want something a little bit more, at least a nine millimeter. Hmm. Okay. Ask well, your dad. He was in Vietnam. He'll give us, he'll, he'll let us know. <laughs> I will. I'll make a note of that. Um, so Christopher Morales wanted, had some, uh, had more thoughts because okay, you were yes, asking yes, him how yes, the was divorce was yes. going. Yes. So he gave us $5 and said, divorce is going well. It officially went through and name was removed off the house, focusing on working on the house and building up the finances. That sounds fantastic. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Clean slate. He's off to the races. There you go. He's going to be good. He's going to be all right. I'm not worried about him. And he's been participating in the chat with uh, a lot of people. Yeah, so. no, you could you could kind of tell he's he's like he's there. You know, he's not. What would concern me is we heard from him before, you know, four or five months ago, and then we never heard from him again. But now the fact he's there, he's 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 making progress. He's doing well, so that's good. Um, Joshua Landrum, the guy we were talking about Big Four with and his mm-hmm. GPA and everything. He gave us another dollar ninety nine, and he says he's black. That changes. There everything. you go. Okay, that changes. Everything. Not everything. to not to be racial, but it is. It's it's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a factor to consider. That does still doesn't excuse him from having a, a three point one GPA. I think he can get it up. I'm sure he can, but I think he's way more competitive than I was originally thinking. When All right. you know, and that's not to knock him or any of this. I'm our job is to tell it like it is, right? This like is the, this is the real world. You're going into battle and here's how the battlefield is laid out. So, yes, absolutely. You know, we want to we want everybody to make the most amount of money and have the most amount of success possible. So that does sadly in today's world, your race does factor into it, unfortunately. So, I still I, think he could yeah, I think he's capable. I don't believe anyone's not capable of a 3.5. He's capable. Come on, let's 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 go here. Let's get that up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely get the GPA up, and um, I assume he's going to try to get an internship with them. Just make sure you have a really solid internship this summer, and you'll be very competitive. Like it's within your it's within your reach if you have a good year. So keep working hard. What I got a stupid question because I don't. What's a solid internship? Is that like with the big four, or what? I mean, what are you doing? Accounts payable, or is it something more than that? Well, if you get an internship with the big four, that'd be the oh, sol- okay. the most solid one you could possibly get. Okay. All right. All right. But you know, you know, you could work for a private company. Um, you could do internal auditing for like a bank. That's what a lot of undergrads did if they didn't make it into the big four. And you know, the non-big four companies, they offer positions too. Anything in accounting that I would say is outside of your experience, like accounts payable, accounts receivable, get into auditing. Do something that's very into what the big four does even if you find something tax related they'll still be into you if you just say oh i want to go into tax so um think about that he's got time because i don't think they start interviewing for a couple months you know what he should um, think about doing is he should think about becoming a hundred fifty thousand dollar a month patreon web whore i think he should become a webcam model oh wait shit he doesn't have tits never mind all right sorry you gotta work hard that's two two point three million uh, people will follow him on Instagram God if he takes almighty. that route. So Dude, if we if we had let me ask you this if we had tits or if you had tits and you could make that much money wouldn't you just do it? Yeah, I probably would. I mean, if I, I could would. hide it, if I could hide it from my parents and people who knew me. I mean, I told you I have some clients who are basically camera girls, right? And their their right. parents, their parents and friends don't know about it. Like I have to know about it because I get all their forms sure. and I talk sure. about expenses. But right. 
I, good... I don't if if I made $150,000 a month as a webcam girl and my family or friends found out I'd be like $150,000 a month and then when my dad or my mom but you know I just said $150,000 a month but you know you're really I, 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 did you not hear me when I said $150,000 a month I just that would be my answer to everything like yes what is that 1.5 Four million a year, one point six, one point seven, even right. Yeah, I was running it through my head. Yeah, one point six ish. Yeah, six you times know, three after, is eighteen. Yep. Yeah, I, I would just be like, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, I'd be like, shoot, you. If someone paid me now to go shirtless, I if for one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month, I throw all this away, and you'd have a uh, shirtlesscappy or whatever, and uh, all the girls could pay me. Shit tons of money, but that's not how the real world works, unfortunately. <laughs> We're not one of the lucky ones, unfortunately. We aren't. We aren't. All right, what else we got for Super Chats? Let me see. I think we're caught up for now. Um, yeah, and then some people in the chat were just talking about what we were saying earlier about the importance of diversity. Like, it is important to state your race when it comes to these things. It's sad, but true. Yeah, yes. it's sad. Yeah. That's got a, that's really got to gnaw at the group of uh, uh, non whites and uh, females who are legitimate folk like us and who tune in. When you want to be the best at something, and and you actually take personal pride in your profession, in your education or whatever. And then it's like, y you'll never know, you know, like you'll never know. Oh, was I hired because I was the best or did you hire me because of, of plumbing or, or, or pigmentation? I don't think it would bother me that much. To be you don't honest. think it would bother I, no. I guess now that I'm more Machiavellian, I, I suppose it wouldn't bother me. I just, in terms of like value, like, you know, when I was when I was a ballroom dance instructor, I knew I was the best. You know, like there's an element of pride that came with that. They didn't hire me because <clears throat> of, of skin color or anything. Like it was, oh no, you're the best. Um, or well, you know what? Now, now that I think about it, you're right, Chad. Because I tried to be the best economist in the world, and I predicted a lot of shit. Guess what the guess what the uh, predominantly white male staff decided to do with my insight. Uh, I'm going to guess they didn't appreciate it very much. They didn't appreciate it at all. So never mind. Fuck it. Take every advantage you can, and there's no shame. Or right? Just go run with it, guys. Make as much fucking money as possible. No, it's just playing the hand you've been dealt. I don't have a problem yeah. with people who do. I The people who take advantage of it, I have no problem with them. I mean, they're just. No, they're playing. They're totally yeah. playing. Yeah. No, no I, I understand. I just maybe in, in, in a younger time or a more idealistic time, I would have liked to know. Like, no, you are the best accountant. We hired you because you're the best. Because then that speaks personally to you. But if the baby boomers and Gen Xers are going to run these rules and, and make it like that, it's it's kind of like, yeah, you got to put food on the table. And uh, honestly, your career is just to make money. It's not a reflection upon your actual value. That's if you raise family and kids or have a loved one. That's that's where the, the real value of being a human comes in. But it just – there was the, – the sacrificing of excellence for fucking uh, traits – kind of pisses me off still on a, on a fundamental level. It really kind of pisses me off. Well, luckily you and I never have to worry about that ever again. No, and another 30 years will be dead. So it really won't matter. That's it won't matter at all. So we, at least, <laughs> at least we got here, you know, 
Um, T Zub for two dollars Canadian. I don't really understand. He goes pursue MBA for high pay question mark, and then he says, "Oh, civil engineering undergrad." Okay, it said civing, so I'm like, "What does that mean?" So he's a civil engineer undergrad, and he's asking, "Should I pursue an MBA for high pay?" Clary, we don't like MBAs. We do don't we? like MBAs. They're not real people. Yeah. They're uh, inferior people. They're sadly in the 90 IQ division. Can They're you scumbags. see my? Can you see my shirt? What does that say? I can't see your shirt. Hang on, let me look you up. Where'd you go? Oh, Notre Dame. That's where you got your MBA, and you didn't. And that's a legit that's school. MBA. You didn't like that. Yeah. Oh, MBA. Oh, look at that. It's very legit. I mean, it's it was good for the networking I did. It helped me grow my practice and everything, and you know, it did help me get maybe an interview or two, but I, I cannot agree that you should get an MBA unless it's, unless you know exactly why you're going to get it. Like you have to know what you're going to go into, whether it's going back to the same company, but on a managerial level, you have to know you want to go into consulting. In my case, I had to have the masters because I hadn't quite completed all my CPA, you know, requirements to be a CPA. A lot of people just go there and they don't know why they're there. Next thing you know, they're hundred K in debt. They have no job. Then what do you do? I would say the only way an MBA is worth it is if your company is offering you a higher paying job and they pay for it. And this is very key. They're going to pay you an hourly wage to go attend and get your MBA class. Because usually you're you're in your 30s or something, you're going to do family formation. You're they're they're basically taking your time away from your family and your personal life. And a lot of people, oh, they pay they pay for my tuition. Well, fuck that shit. You can get an MBA online for pretty damn cheap and it'll be accredited. Uh, if these employers are all that, they got that much of a hard on for fucking MBAs, well, then not only can they pay for it, those motherfuckers can pay you for your time as well. And I'd be charging $50 an hour for study time, commute, sitting in the goddamn class. The, the MBA is it's effectively completely worthless. I got to tell you. nothing you're going to learn in an MBA that has any kind of fucking value. No, it's just a hurdle. It's a shit test from your employer to see if you're going to be a good corporate man and jump through the fucking hoop. No, you're absolutely right about that. And I was, what I was going to tell you real quick was the one guy who did it, you would love this guy because he did it a thousand percent right. He worked for Boeing. Okay. He was out in Seattle and Boeing basically said, go and get your MBA. We'll pay for everything. And when you come back, you'll be at some higher position or, you know, you'll get a bump in salary. Dude basically took two hours off to hang out, party, drink, go to football games Everything was paid for, uh-huh. and, then he, and then he went back and made more. He was in no debt, and he made even more money. It's like, is that not ingenious <laughs> or what? That's what I'm right. right, right. That's uh... yeah. All right. Any other super chats? Doesn't look like it. No, I think okay. we are good. Okay. If people want to give us money, Chad, where can they go to give us money? Well, us. Uh... <laughs> I cut you your percentage there. You, you don't worry about it. Okay, I gotta. Cut oh well, you I mean, am I? I didn't know if I list my stuff or your stuff because you go to asshole consulting, right? That's well, you could go there. Uh, what about uh, people want to hire you for tax season, and you're actually a good t- a tax client? You're not going to file extensions and all that. Where can people find you? Well, at this point, you'd have to have a corporation. But if you go to ElkinsCPA.com, you can find me there. And I got a couple of books on Amazon. 
you can look for them at Elkins uh, 2019 tax guide. Clary, thank you for your nice review. Thank you. Um, no problem. No. Yep. I didn't want your dad feeling bad. I felt kind of bad. I'm like, God dang. Yeah, some troll left a one star and just... a shitty ass fake review. That's what pissed yeah. me off about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you did want to help out the podcast, you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate, even though this isn't the older brother podcast, this is the Clary podcast. But that's where all the donation shit and sites are there. You can go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You can give money to Patreon in case, uh, in which case, Chad, what do they get? Um, what do they get? Like what's nothing now? Oh, nothing. I thought, nothing. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant Patreon takes like X amount out of it. Well, yeah, that's, that's, they take 13%, but you get 13. nothing. Yeah. You get nothing. <laughs> if you go, if you go and click on the PayPal link, what do you get? Uh, PayPal, you get nothing unless nothing. you ask for, well, yeah, absolutely yeah, nothing. maybe they're paying you for asshole consulting or something. I got a $500 donation today. What? From who? Yes. Uh, it was a client. I guess I served him right beforehand. And I, he says he had a question. I said, it was rather more involved. I said, okay, it's going to be 150 bucks. He paid me $500 and said, thank you. You've helped me out in the past before. I'm like, dude, I can totally refund you this. That I was like, no, it's okay. It's cool. I'm like, okay. Um, but he, he, he's not going to, well, he'll get the consulting out of it, but he overpaid. But anyway, uh, so PayPal and Patreon, you get nothing, but where do you get something? Where do you get something in exchange? that doesn't cost you anything extra. Well, that's like sharing and subscribing. I would imagine well, that, that too. But what is the number one way that, uh, I think people should give me money. <laughs> I don't know. This is so, what, where have you been? What, what do you ever shop online, Chad? Oh, you're talking about that. The um, Amazon affiliate program. <clears throat> you just have to go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And then you're not even donating. You're just, you click on the Amazon link there and you do all your Amazon shopping online through my Amazon affiliate program. I get a six to 7% commissioner cut. And does it cost them anything extra? Costs them nothing extra. Nothing. You're going to get the exact same thing at the exact same price you had before. I just get a commission for driving traffic to Amazon site. So that's it. That's uh, that's how people can help. So, all right, we're clearing the super chats. Yeah, no, nothing else there. Yeah, wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Chad, for coming on the show. I think I'm going to go and hike and walk and uh, do a little exercise and beat space uh, space atom. Um, and then. I think I'll be coming back to the Twin Cities. Maybe we'll uh, we'll meet up and rendezvous after your uh, busy season this year. All right. You're not going to stay there the whole time again. No, I kind of I kind of missed the GF and my nieces actually. So I'm going to go back for a week and then um, I'll probably fly back out and avoid the below zero temperatures because this year I might actually avoid all below zero temperatures. Uh, well, if you're coming next week, you uh, you might not be avoiding them anymore. So just do this carefully. Is all I'm oh, saying. It, it's not until uh, the uh, January 31st, I fly back to the twin cities. So I think I will avoid all the, uh, all the below zero temperatures, but you never know. It, it might drop below zero in, in February. All right. Shitty week coming up next week. That's all I'm Sounds saying. Sounds good. All, all right. right we'll see you guys later. Toodles. See ya. Cool. Thanks, Chad. I'll catch up with you later. All right. You got it. See you, dude. All right. Bye.